0: Hiring with ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free right now at ZipRecruiter.com slash pick at ZipRecruiter.com slash pick.
1: Sports presents the Pick Six
2: Podcast featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You
1: want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick Six Podcast.
0: Midweek edition, Pick 6 podcast, Nick Costos, Pete Frisco, Jason Locanfora, Bobby Brinson will join us a little later in the program, or not, but until then guys, a spirited game of hot Take or just right on the horizon, but we begin, the witch is dead, ding dong, Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese officially out for the New York football Giants, Eli Manning potentially back in the lineup. For Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys, JLC, first word to you, McAdoo and Reese out yeah. in New York.
2: Dude, could you get a little more excited about it? Do you have to I'm eat a problem. hat or something? Didn't you make some sort of comment about if they fire those two and Eli gets to start again as a giant and la, 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 la I'll eat my foot or something like that?
0: I said I would pay $500 for McAdoo and Reese to get fired on Monday Eli to be named the starting quarterback and for the Giants to win on Sunday. So this is what I'm gonna do. If that happens and Eli starts and the Giants beat the Cowboys on Sunday and end Dallas's season, I will make a five hundred dollar donation to the human fund.
2: Okay. I was gonna say you give me two fifty and give Pete Pete two fifty. No, but he did nah, it. he's doing it the way I'm, he's I'm doing, all about doing it the is the
0: human better. fund. I'm all about the human fund.
2: All right, I can get behind that. I don't know what the Human Fund is, but I'm sure it's a completely legitimate venture. So,
0: yeah. What is the guys Human Fund? You don't watch Seinfeld? So you don't know what the no. Human Fund is? No, that's what's that putting no. it in your pocket? It? The Human Fund. So, is you, basically,
2: so this isn't even. So this isn't a real thing because I never no, heard of
0: it. The, the Human Fund is a foundation that George made up about himself, like to give money to himself. Like he's a human being, he's giving money to a human being. The Human Fund. So I will be giving, making a donation to myself.
2: No, so you're, you're acting I think so you're, you really got Then give me 250 and give Briscoe 250. Yeah. I got to tell I'll you. And i give half yeah, of my 250
0: to a charity. I don't think it's going to uh-huh. happen. Yeah, give me 250
1: gonna, and you give my 250 to charity. Yeah,
0: I don't think so.
1: What about selfish guy?
0: Yes, very Dude. selfish.
2: I was going to say the human fund. I'm like that sounds sketchy, but No, but I I, 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 I kind of like
1: for all I, the people have known when they listened. I kind of like the human fund idea.
2: No, you I'm surprised you didn't invent it. Uh but look This was inevitable. Uh, I still feel like ownership hung McAdoo out to dry a little bit. I mean, this idea that he screwed up our game of telephone, you know, and, boy, we really meant to relay the right message to Eli, but we just couldn't do it ourselves, so we left our lame duck dead man walking coach to do it. You know, that's weak sauce. John John Marish should own this a little more than he has. But uh, it had to happen. Didn't have to happen in season, but I think there's a huge PR component to it. They didn't want Geno Smith and Ben McAdoo out there at MetLife Stadium, getting whoever managed to show up for that game, however many thousands actually showed up, you know, get, getting that place burned to the ground because people have sort of uh, projected all their animosity onto those two, even though they're cogs in the machine. They ain't they ain't the spokes that make it go. That starts with ownership. But I, I get firing Jerry Reese now because. There's people out of work right now, like Dave Gettleman and John Dorsey, who, if you have an opening, you can start interviewing them right now. You don't need to wait for permission. You don't need to wait for the season to end. You don't have to send any formal requests. But a lot of classy guys in this game won't interview for a job until it's officially open, until you know. know, They don't want to do the back-channel thing. They don't want to do the let's pretend we never interviewed but we really did thing. So, you know, they should use this time to their advantage. Teams like the Browns should be following suit because no one's going to sit there and say the Browns are a classy organization and, and, you know, they they can't win a single game. They should be exploring their options, but good for the Giants. Nobody else is right now. They get the pick of the litter of all eligible candidates that they would want to interview for either position, and I suspect they start doing that in short order.
1: Jason, uh is Dorsey at play in a situation like that, you think? I mean, would that be a job he would he would uh, like to take? I know you know him very well.
2: Yeah, I, I, it would not surprise me um, at all if, you know, they were interested and he was interested. I, I From what I gather, there's plenty of mutual interest there. I mean, despite what's happened there, you know, going back to the Josh Brown situation and how the last two seasons haven't been... Um, you know, I'll use the word classy again, super classy.
0: And going back that's to the Coughlin good. situation also. Right,
2: Coughlin and, you know, the, the you can take it back to the Josh Norman, Odell Beckham thing. I mean, it hasn't been a good run for them, but that's still a storied organization. It's still as stable an ownership group as you're going to get. The fact that we're making so much noise about this speaks to the fact that they never fire anybody in season. They never air their dirty laundry like this, or at least normally don't. So it's still an attractive job. Uh, you're going to have a top three pick so you can get your quarterback that way. Um, They've already ripped the Eli Band-Aid off for you for the most part, so it's not like the first thing you have to do is trade the franchise quarterback. I mean, it's pretty clear he's not long for there now. Anyway, you know, how much talent is there? I don't know. You've got to sort through the Beckham thing. I don't think ownership wants to deal Beckham. You know, I don't think ownership wants to deal Beckham. There should be some talent on defense. You know, (laughs) <laughs> that's the part that nobody talks about. Like, how can a defense be this bad with all well, John the money Maris said spent that. there?
0: Mara, Mara said that in his press conference on Monday, basically, like like that, like the defense did not play up to expectations. But I think here's the problem with the defense. They don't really have any linebackers. Janoris Jenkins and Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie aren't exactly young guys anymore. I'm not saying they're ancient, but, I mean, these were free agent acquisitions. These weren't <clears throat> draft and developed guys. Landon Collins is a good player. He didn't but
1: play as say, well. He, he hasn't played he, as he, well.
0: He's getting up there. Olivier Vernon's getting up there. Snacks Harrison's getting up there. I'm not What's saying he's getting He can't be more than 28, he's 29 years old. He's 27,
1: isn't he, or 28?
0: No, but, he, but these are not draft and develop guys. Like, they need an infusion of youth on this defense. That's the problem. Like, you can't build a defense. I mean, Landon Collins is
2: a second-year guy. I mean, no, like, I Jenkins I like is, is one year into his second contract. Snacks Harrison is 27, 28 years old. I mean, they need a, no I'm, excuses. They
1: need He's linebackers. They haven't had linebackers in, you know, in years. Yeah, they, they need they linebackers. Need linebackers, linebackers
2: but the secondary and the, and, and the, the defensive line, should be above average groups at, at the least
0: now, but I mean what 's going to happen in, they got to start planning for the future here? They need infusion of youth youthful talent. Especially on the defense on both sides of the ball. I think this roster stinks. I mean, I said it before the season. And and the notion of potentially trading Odell Beckham is insane. He is so far and away the best player on this team. And if Beckham were healthy, McAdoo might still have a job right now. That's how good Odell Beckham you know, trade That's scary. Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Then. then 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 the best thing to happen was uh not having Beckham because McAdoo was a disaster.
0: I could have used him on my fantasy team, but you know. But
1: but who's oh so Jason? If you it, right now, who's the head coach? Who's the general manager? Call it out. Take a guess.
2: Um, I, I think both will be guys who've done it before. I think it'll be guys who have maybe they didn't succeed the first time around, like a Jim Schwartz or a Josh McDaniels or a Pat Shermer, someone like that. A Mike Munchak. But I I think it's from a, a group of guys like that and. The most interesting thing in the press conference to me was when Mara was basically saying, like, the GM could be hired like before the season ends, which is telling me there's people who are already out. They've got look. I don't think Kevin Abrams is going anywhere. I think Kevin Abrams is going to stay there and run the office and run the cap and run the uh, negotiating part of things and be Ross involved stay there? in decision makings. And I think they want an old-school GM. I think they want a GM like a Dorsey who will go scout colleges, who will be you know, on the road quite a bit. They don't need him in the office. Maybe I've had some people say they could see Dorsey and Gettleman there. And maybe Gettleman is a senior personnel consultant who, who's in the office more watching film of guys who are currently in the league on the pro side looking to you know help the back end of the roster. And Dorsey's the GM, but he, obviously a heavy focus on college because the drafts have stunk. The last five years, and, and to Nick's point, they they don't have guys second, third, fourth year guys who should be thriving right now. They don't have that that level of player. And then I think the coach could be one of those guys that, that I mentioned, somebody who's corporate enough, somebody who's done it before, um, somebody who would have the right people vouching for them. You know, Belichick would be vouching for Schwartz and uh, and uh, McDaniel's. Um, and I think I don't think you can overlook the job that Pat Shermer's done,
0: and he got a raw deal
2: in Cleveland too. I mean, let's face it; he was at the end of the learner thing, and then he's a lame duck coach. And the new owner takes over Haslam in October, and then Haslam was going to fire him and everybody else who Holmgren brought in. I, I, you know, I'm interested to see what Shermer could do in a class organization.
1: I think it's I, me personally. I would go after Josh McDaniels first. Period. That would be my guy. The problem is if you think that they want a guy that's already been a general manager, that doesn't that take Nick Casario out of play?
2: And he and Nick don't have to be a package deal. Okay. Um, they don't. I mean, well, that, how and, would he and Dorsey work together? I think they could work together pretty well. I mean, there's a there's a ped, They both have a pedigree. Um, now, would would that be Dorsey's ideal pick for a head coach? I don't I, probably not. I don't know that would be the first name on his list, but ownership's going to have a lot of say in, in who that in, in who that coach is as well. I mean, I think if it was entirely up to Dorsey, a guy like Dave Tobe is somebody that he would think very highly of, but Tobes never done it before. That's a hard sell in New York. That's it's
1: a, hard, be a hard sell in New teams York. That's a hard sell in New York. A special teams yeah.
2: coach who's never done it before. Yeah, that would be a hard Coming sell. Off of this McAdoo thing. Yeah, that'd yeah, be a hard sell. I, I think sell. that would be tough. But look, Schwartz is right there in the division. Schwartz has done it before, you know. I think you give They're Jim not Schwartz, some of these people. No,
1: the, the Giants aren't hiring Jim Schwartz. The
0: Giants is. are not hiring. No Jim way. Schwartz. I, I, that I would give five hundred. Like that, I would actually give five hundred dollars to if that happens. Yeah, that I, can, I would actually. I can't that see
1: that, I see that happening that either, either, Jason. I, I just that that the Mara family and Jim Schwartz don't seem like
0: a
2: combination no, that the, the fans
0: would revolt if the Giants hired Jim Schwartz. Revolt? Why?
2: Why would they, they were, revolt if they? What is like, Jim Schwartz? Is a hell of a football coach. What is? What am I missing?
0: I think Jim Schwartz is an excellent defensive coordinator. He had one good season as coach of the Lions, and, and several. That's and one se- more
2: than like 90% of the people who ever coached the Lions have had.
0: Uh, but, like, he was like, there for like six or seven years. Jim Colville's done Ruff, a job.
2: Like, in the last 25 years, who's had gu- one good season coaching the Lions? Bobby Ross and Jim Schwartz and who who else? Who am I missing? But, Wayne Fonk? I mean, that's probably, probably going to go 30 years back for that.
0: I mean, so what? I mean, he was there for like six or seven years. I mean, he did one good season in Detroit, and several faux pas, I felt like, dude, with the media dealing with the
2: team. How many good seasons did Bill Belichick have in Cleveland? Like, I mean, how many good seasons did Josh McDaniels have in Denver? Like, what are you going to... I mean, people evolved. They changed. I mean, dude, do you think that Malarkey... I mean, I know they're 8-4. and four. Do you think Mike Malarkey is a special football coach? No. He's got four kicks at the can. I mean, if... If you're going to fire ten coaches every year and you're not going to give people second shots, then you're going to end up with a whole lot of Jim Zorns and Ben McAdoos and and you know Vance Josephs like or dude, Sean McVay. You can't just you you can't just write these guys you you can't just write them off because the first time didn't go so well or there were some issues or whatever. Like you gotta you gotta you gotta get football coaches from somewhere.
0: Pete. On, on uh, this giant situation and Jim Schwartz potentially, I don't, you know, I
1: don't, I don't think that meshes to me. I just don't. I, knowing Jim, look, I think I'm with Jason. I think Jim's a good coach. I really think he's a great defensive coordinator, but um, I, I just can't see the Giants hiring that. I, I just don't. I, I, you know,
2: what about Munchak? Munchak to me is an off the radar guy, but somebody. I think Mike who, Munchak's a hell of a coach. I think it would make but, sense. To him. I, I think Mike Munchak
1: is a hell of a coach and would be a, a good hire, but I, I think. I think he's McDaniel, an O-line coach. Though, I, right? I, 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 think I think he's it, gonna get
0: another crack at this.
1: I think McDaniel they need an o Look what he's done with the
2: Steelers O-line. Oh,
0: they, I mean, I gotta, he's a I, head coach. They, they hire Munchak as an offensive line coach. I'm all in. I don't know about Munchak as a head coach.
1: Well, okay, usually in this situation, teams go from one side of the ball to the other. Don't you agree? I've had
0: people tell me that they don't know that,
2: that, that mcdaniels would be their cup of tea to me josh mcdaniels is the best head coaching candidate out there and i've been saying it for about three years so i'm with you there i just don't know with that interview process and everything else i i don't know i hope it's a fit because i want to see josh as a head coach again i want to see josh develop another quarterback i want to see josh you know put his system in place for somebody else I'm just. Not and he sure can't that draft that, Tebow. That
0: one lines up. That one. right? He can't yeah, draft and Tebow. Anyone have personnel control to draft yeah, Tebow this time? I,
1: I'll tell you. I'll give you a name of guys that I keep hearing. Jason is Mike Vrabel's name. Not just in New York. What's that? I, I keep hearing teams talking about Mike Vrabel as a, as a potential uh, uh, guy. Not maybe not in New York, but one of these jobs. Thought highly I, of. I,
2: he's absolutely on my list. I think Vrabel will get multiple chances to interview. Maybe even right there in Houston where he is now. Um, I'm not sure if the timing will be right and how it will work out, but I think Mike Vrabel will, will certainly get uh, – he's on people's radar. There Absolutely. aren't a lot of candidates. That's the thing. We, we went through this the well, other day. That's Nick. what I'm Remember? saying, and you guys are telling me Jim Schwartz is, like you're writing off Jim Schwartz. I bet you right now Jim Schwartz interviews for at least four jobs. Well, here I, mean, just, I sat down yeah, for two hours question. last night after I talked to a bunch of people. We could be looking at nine or ten jobs. Tell me the nine or ten a list coaching candidates.
0: here's what's funny. So I, I, there's a hot taker just right centered around this topic. So I want to avoid that for right now, we can delve into it um, a little later. But I got two more things to hit. Wait, wait, wait. I, mean, I want to ask one. I want years. to ask Jason
1: yeah. one more thing, real quick. Mike Smith almost was going to get that job last year. He was two years ago. He was getting that job until Eli supposedly went to. Um, ownership and said, "I don't want to change coordinators again. I want Ben McAdoo." Is Mike Smith, even though this team's played crappy, is he in play there again? I mean, they came within a whisker of hiring him.
2: I, I don't. I would think not. I would think Mike Smith, at two years ago, made more sense when they're trying to keep the you know the remnants of a Super Bowl team together and seeing if they could how much you know how much they can coax out of Eli in the back end of this contract. I don't know about. I mean, they're they're going to be like two and fourteen. You know, it's going to take some time. I think it's probably somebody a little bit younger.
1: Yeah, that's what I would think too. I,
2: you know what I mean? I I I could be wrong, but you know, Tampa's had their problems this year as well. I I still he's on my list of guys I think we'll get interviews, but I've got him in a tier like you know that I don't think he'll be as hot as some of these other guys. You know, I don't think you know like the bye weekend. Josh McDaniels and Jim Schwartz, I'm just telling you, more people will ask to interview them than they will have time to physically interview. You know, they're both going to have first-round buys, and I think you could do as many as six interviews that weekend, two a day for those three days. I doubt they each do six just because it's too draining, and they're already going to know they don't want some of those jobs. But I bet they interview each for at least four or five. I mean, they, they will be – they'll be hot
0: all right, I got two other things quickly here, and then we'll move on to some of the other news around the uh, the NFL. Um, first, Jason, if there is a hot college coaching candidate out there, a guy that NFL teams are looking at to potentially poach and bring to the professionals heading into this hiring-firing season, Black Monday and, and onward from there, who do you think it would be?
2: Well, they always want David Shaw. I, I don't think he's leaving Stanford this year either, but people will inquire That's actually the guy who I think would be absolutely perfect for the Giants. I I mean, I think that makes sense on a lot of levels. I just don't know that he wants the Big Apple and he wants all that hoopla. And I don't know that if he ever leaves that the one he leaves Stanford for is that. And then the guy who I think wants the NFL more than he can let on and teams seem to know it is Harbaugh. And we'll see. You know, that's a tricky one because he's going to want a lot of control, a lot of power, and rightfully so, after the way and, it ended in San Francisco. And, and also you know, with Chicago, Harbaugh, Jason. Chicago yeah. is one that would be really interesting to me if they blew the whole building up.
0: But, like, for Harbaugh, though, and this is my thing with, with him, and, I, and I, could, I could be wrong. I always felt like he was going to come back to the NFL because of how it ended in San Francisco, losing to his brother in the Super Bowl. Like, can he leave Michigan at this point, though? with the way that it's gone? Because he leaves Michigan. And I don't know that they hate Jim Harbaugh at that point, but he goes and he doesn't get the job done, and then he bounces for another NFL job. Like, I don't know if Harbaugh can leave Michigan until he has that season where they finish well, as a top 10 team. here's the problem
2: about Michigan. Bo days ain't coming back. And you talk to scouts, and they'll tell you. i talked to a lot of guys who worked the, the, the that conference, and they say, dude, he's made them. The, just in the little bit of time he's been there, The the few full recruiting classes he's had, they're like he's made a tremendous defense. I mean, a tremendous difference, and the talent level is better, and it's it's coming. But people think he's going to win national championships there. You know, Vince Lombardi's not winning national. Like it's the deck is stacked against them. And it's yeah, hard. but he's not even
1: beating he's Ohio not he's, not even shot shot back back days. he's not even beating good teams. He's not even beating good teams. And that's what people teams. think he's going
2: to do there. He's not going to be a magician.
1: He's not winning against the good teams either. Look at his record against the against the power teams. He isn't winning. Here's a name. How about this one? Bob Stoops. Yeah, well, I mean, the NFL has been courting the guy for years, and then he always yeah. now he's now he's available. I'll
0: right. tell you who I like, Pete. I said it to you, I think, off air, and this one might be a little crazy, but in the Sean McVay school of thought, what about Lincoln Riley, the that Oklahoma coach, thirty-four years that old?
1: One, one, you would go after Bob Stoops before you go after Lincoln Riley.
2: This would be one for the Bears in particular, too. And I don't think this guy ever leaves Northwestern. But
0: yeah, Pat Fitzgerald.
2: The, the the NFL book on that guy from teams who've had him on the list in the past and who've done work on him is fairly impeccable. And Northwestern's having another great year, and everybody always says he'd never leave, he'd never leave, he'd never leave. But, I mean, the Bears' job would be, I'd have to think, given where he's from and where he's spent, you know, how much time he spent right down the road at Northwestern, I, I – I would think that they could get him to at least listen a little bit. At least they should. Here's the other thing But that's a guy no one ever talks about who I've heard nothing but good things about for a long time. Here's the other
1: thing now. These college coaches would have to take a pay cut to go
2: to the NFL. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's
2: less money and less power in a lot of these situations. So why am I even going to do that?
0: Um, And last note on the Giants and the coaching situation stuff before we move on. Uh, We kind of glossed over it. I feel like it's a fairly important point. Because I could see, as a Giants fan, as someone who's watched football for my entire life, I could see a scenario where Eli's back next year. So let's just say, just for hypothetical, let's say Josh yeah. McDaniels takes the job, and they take a quarterback in the top three or the top five. Like, couldn't we see a scenario where Eli Manning comes back next year, the first rounder sits on the bench for a year, and Eli's the quarterback in 2018? Or Jason is the damage done, and you think Eli's out the door after I, this I season? I
2: think it's damage done, and I also Eli's not that good, and now he's going to be 37. Like. I mean, you're going to pay him $16 million to play six or seven games, and then you're 0-5, and, and you're going to play the other kid anyway? So how's it going to go Dude, down? Not They're
0: going to t- release him? They're going to trade him? Like, how do you think it's going to happen?
2: I would trade him to Jacksonville for a fifth-round pick that moves up if he wins a championship. He makes the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl. It's not that complicated.
0: No, no you know? Well, here's the thing, though, and i actually been thinking about this because, like, we keep saying Eli to Jacksonville. Are... Or- like, is Eli the guy to win a Super Bowl with that defense? Like, like, or or is he not good enough to get the job done? Like, I feel like it's like we keep saying it's a foregone conclusion because of the Coughlin connection and because he's probably better than Bortles. But I mean, is Eli Manning at this point in his career good enough to win a championship? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I love the guy. Put the tape on him. once does have anybody if, open. If
2: you're renting him year to year for 14 or 15 million, whatever the base is, let's assume the giant. Man, if they can't get the trade done before the roster bonus, then they're going to have to eat five million. You know, to move them either way, which shouldn't be a big deal. I mean, you know, whatever. It sounds like a lot of money. It's it's really not to these guys. Could he win there? I don't know. But I think Tom Coughlin would at least like to have him there as some sort of insurance policy or the guy. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, dude. They're willing to play Bortles, whatever the fifth year option, eighteen million or whatever. Eli for fourteen. That's why why not? I mean. Look, I don't think – here's, the here's like, the dirty little secret. Besides Jacksonville, who do you really think would be in on Eli Manny?
0: Denver? Like, honestly, Denver?
2: Maybe. I don't think – see, I think Denver's trying to do better than him, though. I, I don't – I mean, I think Denver, he'd be the last resort there. But there's other stuff that would be more appealing to them. Whether – they're going to – look, Denver stinks. They're 0-8. They're worse than the Giants. Like, Denver's going to be in position to take a quarterback. And, you know, I could see Denver messing around with, with, with a Case Keenum type or something like that. I, I don't think for Eli, age 37, they're not catching Lightning in the bottle again. And the team is in decline. This is not that Super Bowl team. You're talking about a defense that got old. I mean, Talib's not going to be back next year. I mean, they're going to have big decisions to make. I think it's Jackson Miller bust, dude. I really do. I mean, if Eli, and you know how the Mannings get sometimes, I mean, they're the ultimate PR machine. They better not overplay their hand here, because other than Tom Coughlin, I don't see anybody out there who would give them anything at all for Eli Manning right now.
0: Pete, what do you? How about the Eli situation? I, if I'm the Giants, I keep him
1: for a couple years and, and and at least for a year and draft a guy. And then let that guy take over. That's what I would, or, or find out in the next, you know, at some point if you think Webb can be the guy. They clearly, if the, the other regime clearly thought he was, but this is going to be a new regime. So no, I would keep Eli, play him next year, let the kid sit, uh, and then let him let him play the next year. That's what I would do. And, and but I'm All with right, you, though, why Jason. Why would you I don't have to have
2: some... Eli there? You could go get Josh McCown for five million bucks to play better than Eli. I mean, I guess that's the part I don't get. Hey, hey, like, hey Jason, when you put not, the tape
1: on and watch they're... Eli Manning play. It's, it's a disaster. I don't care who the quarterback is. That thing is a disaster. The receivers don't get open. The offensive line stinks, and they have no running game. You can't put it on Eli. I, I
2: went back last yeah, week. Yeah, but Eli hasn't been real good for several years now. I mean, that, uh, the people I talk to don't mean uh, he's a starting quarterback, but he's not He's not going to get any better. And I think for a couple of years he's been showing you kind of who he is and where he is at this stage of his career. And, dude, I'm just I'm sorry. Who, tell me how much Josh McCowan has around him. I mean, tell me, like, you can find a guy. I mean, Robbie Anderson's
0: Jerry Rice compared to who the Giants have, a wide receiver. Yeah, because
2: Odell got hurt this year. But, I mean. He's, but he is hurt. I mean, we're talking about Robbie Anderson, an undrafted free agent out of Temple. I mean, I'm I'm just saying. I
0: mean, he's good, though. I mean, it's like he sucks. I think like was, but, like. He's not drafted free agent. Come so on. What? He was good.
2: Come on. Dude, Josh McCown's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Period. And he cost a third of the price. Whoa, whoa,
1: primos. whoa, whoa, whoa. Josh McCown is playing better than Eli Manning. Right now, Manning. I
2: think Josh McCown's a better quarterback no, than, Eli better yeah. than Eli Manning. he's playing better than
1: Eli Manning. You think Josh McCown is a better quarterback than Eli Manning?
2: Yes, I think he's a better 36-year-old quarterback than Eli Manning. I, I yes, agree with you 100%. I'm not saying he had a better career. No, he's playing better than him he's now. He's always been. He is more functional, and more athletic and can do more for you right now than Eli Manning. Josh
0: McCown would get hurt in the first game playing behind this offensive line for the Giants. In game one, he would get hurt. But Eli didn't? I mean, what do you mean? How can you say that? Because McCown's been – it's a mirror. What's happening right now is one of the great outliers – and I'm not trying to hate on Josh McCown, who by all accounts is one of the great guys. This is an outlier season for the guy, an outlier. Who's he
2: ever Josh played season. with? You got I me. Mean, you got, you. Got, that argument goes both ways. He should have looked good for the Browns last year.
0: I mean well, – I, mean, I mean, the guy's been around for 15 years. I mean, come on.
2: And right – and he's a late bloomer, and he's a freak of nature. He can dunk a basketball, like, behind his back. The guy is – i I'll take him over Eli Manning. Eight days. Give me, give me Josh McCown for six million plus two million in incentives. You can pay Eli eighteen a year all you want. You can have him. I'd rather go year to year with Josh McCown while I'm grooming a young quarterback. But he, I don't but need but to say He's baggage. better than Eli Manning. I don't need. Is the, I, don't, I don't need all the talk about when is it going to happen and you know is Eli a Hall of Famer? Isn't he? and... I don't need all the sports talk fodder. A new regime coming in there—you don't need that hanging over you. But you can find a competent quarterback for a lesser
1: price. That's not what—that's not what you're saying, though. You said he was better.
2: Right now, Josh McCown is a better. I I playing better.
1: he's playing better.
2: Josh McCown is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. If you put Eli Manning with the Jets, I don't think he does what Josh McCown does. Stupidity.
0: All right, so I, before before I spontaneously combust, let's move on. But I, I did enjoy the conversation on the Giants, the coaching search, et cetera. Um, NFL get it right on the Gronk suspension one game for the Macho Man Randy Savage-Elbo on Tradavius White on Sunday? Yes, they
1: did. That was a dirty, filthy, ugly play. There's no place for that in the game. He should have been suspended. Uh, and I love what Jim Kelly said, by the way. do you see Jim Kelly ripping the bills for doing nothing? I mean, Brown yeah. is standing over the play and does nothing. I mean, that's your teammate. you got to defend him in that situation. And, and nobody did anything. So, yes, the NFL got it right, Nick. Yes, it was a filthy play by Gronk who lost his mind. And a big, giant F to the Bills for the way they reacted to it.
2: i say they got it half right. He needed to give him two. We all know how the game's played. If you give him two, there's a good chance he's getting one. If you give him one and he's never had any of this before and, you know, he's the worst thing he's done is, you know, party too much and spiked the football too hard in terms of discipline, then he may get off with a fine. I mean, they know how it's done. I think they should have given him two, knowing the appeals officer then probably at least hasn't sit one week.
0: I think oh, you no, do something oh, like that, say, yeah.
2: you deserve to watch from the stands for a week.
0: So, so you so you think that even if, you like, like Gronk is going to appeal, you think that that the smart money is on Gronk missing Monday night's game in Miami next week, even with the appeal? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I think they should have given him two to make yeah, sure he, he sits one. If he plays, like, that's bad if he's a – look, I've got him in a fantasy league in the playoffs. Like I'd love to have Gronk, but he deserves to sit for a game. I think
2: he does too. But, again, if you look at the history of how this works, a lot of times when it's one and the guy's never had one before, and this is certainly more egregious than most in terms of the incident itself, but the way it's often done, the way it comes out in the wash –
1: I'll bet you any of amount it ends of money up this one.
2: I'll
1: bet you. I'll bet you lunch uh, first day at the Super Bowl that th- this one's not overturned.
2: I'm not, not saying coming. it will be. I'm just saying. Why? I would have liked to seen them give him two because I think you really send it, a message it, there it gets
1: overturned. when you give
2: him two that you're going to sit no matter what. I'm but not going to leave it in the hands of James Thrash or whoever, even though technically they are.
1: Because if it gets overturned, it looks like you're doing a favor for one of the favorite sons of the league. Uh, yeah, but
2: the, it, it may look that way, but that's not – the, the appeals officers are paid by both sides. They're paid equally by the PA and the NFL, and they have no ties to the Patriots. So they may just decide that for because this is how it's always worked out, that they're not willing to set this precedent, that the guy is you know, flat out suspended on appeal, and maybe they lower it. I, I mean –
1: it, it, he will serve a game suspension. I've guarantee. seen Brandon
2: Merriweather do things that were every bit as egregious as this eh, and get away with it. So Marryweather did me it. it in it's the context, impossible that Gronk does
1: in the context of the game, kind of. But this was premeditated to go running across the field on the sideline and bla- blasting a guy with a forearm. No, the, no. This is he's getting a game. If so he, give him two. What, but he's going to serve a game. This thing's. What's the difference? I hope. I
0: hope
2: I, I hope. I hope. I hope.
0: Now, before we get to Monday Night Football between the Steelers and Bengals, I want you to find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. All you got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash because here's the deal, right? You're in need of talent for your business, but you don't have a ton of time to make these hires. You can't wade through a huge stack of poorly written resumes that are eight pages long to find that perfect hire. You need the right tools. You need smarter tools. ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Not all candidates but the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter is going to put its smart matching technology to work. It's going to actively notify qualified candidates about your job within minutes, minutes of posting, not hours, not days, minutes. And you're going to receive The best possible matches. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike the other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. Why? Because ZipRecruiter finds them. It's no wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. It's ZipRecruiter. It's the smartest way to hire. There's absolutely no question about it. And right now, again, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. com slash pick. One more time, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. Last thing before Hot Taker just write uh, Monday Night Football. First off, prayers up for Ryan Shazier, the Steelers linebacker. That was terrifying yeah. watching watching in the first quarter of Monday Night Football. So uh, we do have some news. The Steelers have said it's a spinal contusion for Shazier. No surgery scheduled as of yet. And, again, this could be dated news by the time you hear this. We're taping this on Tuesday morning on the East Coast. No surgery yet for Shazier. The team is, quote, cautiously optimistic. Our friend Ed Bouchette of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who's covered the Steelers forever, tweeted this. Some good news coming out from the Steelers. Two players called Shazier's injury a spinal cord concussion comparable to Tommy Maddox' injury in 2002, and Tommy Maddox missed only one game with that injury. Encouraging news, another person said. So I don't know if that means Shazier's only going to miss one game. I mean, if he comes back this year, it would be a miracle to me based on what we saw, but I'm just hoping this is not something like second Alter the rest of the young man's life, you know, as opposed to something that could keep him out for football for a couple of weeks. Yes,
1: exactly. First and foremost, exactly that. You worry about football, uh, you know, next, after that. But as long as he can get up and move move around and walk and have his extremities moving, that's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, I don't even want to think in terms of how long he may be quote unquote out. I mean, I, and I don't want to compare it to any other injuries because the, everything's different and people's spines heal differently. And I, 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 I'm not going to play doctor, but scary scene. The fact he's able to move some, and and, and they don't think there will you know be a surgery required. That that all obviously is is tremendous news, and I just hope he's, you know, he, he's able to recover as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, that that honestly, like it reminded me sort of in like the I, I don't even it, it was like the Johnny Knox injury a little bit for me watching it. Like I felt the same way watching it. Um, so obviously hope that Ryan Chase is okay and football secondary. Um, obviously just hope the young man can it doesn't it doesn't alter the rest of his life and that he is able to come back and play football and more importantly lives out the rest of his life in 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 a healthy manner. Now, that was just one play and it's not the same thing as what we saw later on. But this was an uncomfortable game to watch. And me and Pete were yeah. – and, and not just because the Bengals did what the Bengals always do and yacked it away. Yeah. It's been a couple bad weeks, I feel like, for the NFL. Pete and I watched this game in the office in Fort Lauderdale um, on Monday night, and it we talked about it off air and on air. In between Talib and Crabtree last week, the Gronk play on Sunday – The Juju Smith-Schuster, what I consider to be a pretty egregious block, illegal on on Vontez Perfect, the dirty play, standing over him. And then the George Iloka, you want to talk about Brandon Merriweather. That was a Brandon Merriweather special and Antonio Brown in the end zone, helmet to helmet. This one got out of control. And and it kind of, and the officiating was bad. This was a bad look for the NFL, and it's been a bad two weeks for the NFL in terms of this nonsense.
2: Well, we can go back. Don't don't forget about the Mike Evans, uh, Jameis Winston shenanigans with Lattimore as well. You know, AJ Green, Green and Jalen Ramsey. And Jalen Ramsey. A. J., yeah, Boue and AJ Green. I mean, yeah, it starts to look like you know mixed martial arts at times. I mean, like you know hand to hand combat, and that's not it's not what the NFL is supposed to be. Um, I, I will say, you know, they've been they've been doling out suspensions with some regularity, which is good. But again, I think the next step is multiple game suspensions for things like this that are so beyond the pale. And especially when we're talking Gronk and and Evans. And how about and we forgot about Lynch? How about Marshawn Lynch? That was another primetime game, right? No,
0: that's the Thursday night game on when
2: the came field. Off the bench, and, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's... I don't know if they're cognizant of this, but I think they should be.
1: It's a bad look. When
2: you're putting the Steelers and the Bengals on in prime time, with everything that's going on there, take it back to the Joey Porter incident and the playoffs and everything, like, there's a decent chance you're going to get this, you know, especially when it's late in the year, and now it's a must-win game for the Bengals, and it's probably the last meaningful game Marvin Lewis is ever going to coach there, and they're honoring one of those Super Bowl teams. Like, it might go off a little bit, and... If it happens, it's not it's not right if it happens at, you know, 135 on a Sunday amid 10 other games. But it's going to stand out and be amplified when it happens on Monday Night Football in the heat of a playoff chase. And when you've got guys being stretched off the field, you know, going to the hospital for observation.
1: But but let's let's slow the – I mean, yeah, it was a bad look last night. But we, we have a tendency to overreact to these things now. Really? No, but we,
0: you felt that way in the moment. I do. Though. I like, do. We, and
1: then I went back and I looked at it again. Look. Juju Smith-Schuster's hit and the the way he acted were filthy. The hit in the end zone was a dirty hit, but it was in the context of the game. But the the thing that bothered, I mean, made it compounded was all the penalties and touchdowns called back, and you know, standing on the and not, the not tackle by William Jackson, and it was just it was just an ugly game period. And but you know, it, it's so amazing now because. You, and I've done this. I did this with the offensive linemen out in Arizona. You put on the tape from the, the, the Cowboys and Packers when they were in their heyday, when Favre and those guys were playing, and, and Aikman and that Super Bowl team. We, we were sitting around watching it, and I'm watching it with these guys. It was the All-22 tape, and they're going, look over there, fine, look there, fine, look there. We couldn't do that. We couldn't do that. We couldn't do this. We couldn't do that. But because it's on 24 hours a day now with Twitter and social media and everything else, and we do have the concussion uh situation and everything. It's just magnified. I hate dirty plays. Gronk's play, to me, is... There's no place it's for that nasty. in football. No, place, in no place at all for that. Juju Smith-Schuster's play was dirty, but it was in the context of the game. So was the hit in the end zone. I, see, to me, the game with the Bengals and Steelers in the playoffs was more out of control than this one. It was more, much more out of control. I, I
2: agree. I guess my point is, I mean, do they consider this when scheduling? Because, I mean, this this one in particular, because this rivalry, it it to me, you could almost bank on. Like, are, but okay, so we're having this conversation. Are you surprised we're having this conversation the night after that game, knowing no. everything no. going on going in? Not ahead? at all. That's, um, all. The, that's what I'm saying. So maybe don't put that one on prime time.
0: Um. So. We'll get into the Bengals coming up, and Hot Taker just right as a derivative to a question here. So let's focus on Pittsburgh before we play the game. Um, I said this to Pete last night. Like, look, Pittsburgh survived in advance. They won the game, so it's not the BCS. You don't need style points, right, to get the number one seed potentially. But week 15, that game's coming up. Patriots at Steelers. Even in victory and even in comeback fashion, that win did little to inspire confidence, at least in me, that when it comes down to it, whether it's December or January – the Steelers are going to be able to beat Belichick, Brady, and the Patriots. How do you guys feel about that?
2: Go ahead, Pete. I,
1: I don't think they can beat the Patriots. Uh, look, look at the history. You look at the history of that uh, of that series. They can't beat the Patriots. Think about it. I mean, Tom Brady has owned the Steelers. What, what's to lead you to believe that something will change all of a sudden? I, I don't. I don't see it happening. Look, the Steelers. Every week we think they're going to get going, right? And every week or the next week after they looks like they are, they have a game like last night where they stammer through it and struggle and then somehow find a way. But I don't know how good the Steelers are. I really don't. I, I expected more. Even though their record is 10-2, and 2, I expected more from them this year.
2: I think we got to, you know, we got to recalibrate expectations. Like, I was talking about Michigan, and they think it's going to be like Shen Beckler, and, you know, they're going to compete for a national title every year. Like, we want the Steelers to look a certain way. A lot of us, I think probably all three of us, assumed that offense was going to look a certain way, and that they were going to have a record right around where they do, and they'd run away with the division, but they would do it a certain way. So they're not going to do it that way. But, I mean, what's the freaking winning percentage? What are they, 9 and 2? I mean, like, they're. they're they have a chance to control their own destiny for the number one seed. Now, do I think that game matters in terms of they can never beat Brady and Foxborough? No, I don't think last night's game has really any bearing on it. I, I think last night's game, it just you know was indicative of what they are, which they played down to a bad team's level for most of the day. But what they can do that not many can do is then they find the next gear, and all they need is you know eighteen or twenty minutes to still completely reverse the course of the game. It's not how you want them to do it. But this just seems to be who they are. I think we just need to accept it. Can they afford to fall behind 17 nothing at Foxborough and think they're going to come back and win the game? Absolutely not. But you know they do play up to people's levels at times as well. I just think we have to, you know, get over the fact that it's not going to be this scintillating offense. It's not going to be you know Don Coryell's 1980 San Diego Chargers. But still winning a lot of games. The well, big why isn't it, is, though?
1: Why isn't it, though? That's what I want to know, because you had Bell going for 180 last night. Brown was good. Why, why isn't it the same offense that we've, we've expected to see? I can't figure it out yet.
2: I don't think the quarterback's as good. I think the quarterback is – he's been really off at times this year. I mean, he hasn't been good. In the last couple of years, he had not been good on the road, period, even when he was still kind of like thought of as in his prime. I mean – I think he's another one. He's telling you who he is. A lot of weekends. Once a month, can he come up and look like Ben Roethlisberger of old? You know, yeah. Every single week, I don't think that's who he is.
0: Yep. So I think we'll wait to see December 15th when the Patriots visit Heinz Field. What will happen? That will likely determine the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. But, guys, it's time to play America's Favorite Game Show. Conductor, hit the music. Hot take. Or just right. It's time for America's favorite game show, I'll take or just right. Here's where it's bad on my part. Like I I'm a professional host and I and I said it's time for America's favorite game show, play the music and then I say it's time for America's favorite game show in the the pre-recording. So, bad job by me. So, let's just move on here. First up on hot take or just right, Jason Lockenfora, first word to you. The Dallas Cowboys won last Thursday night, 6 and 6, still in the playoff race in the NFC. Hot take or just right? The Dallas Cowboys will win out at the Giants, at the Raiders, get Zeke back for Seattle, and at Philly in Week 17, and we'll make the playoffs as a wild-card team at 10-6. and six. Hot take or just right?
2: Hot take. I think we need to slow our roll. I mean, they beat a Washington team that pretty much gave that game away in the first half with Crowder, fumbles, and ridiculousness. Um, no, I don't buy them. They're still very flawed. Uh, Zeke or not. No, they're not running the table. That's not who they are. They're not going to the playoffs. And that's... Uh, did, did Princeton even play this week? Did he get around to sending in questions or no? Uh,
0: I have not received any questions as of yet from Bobby Bay. So that
2: he's... So he's killed. Not only is he begging off, he's killed the most fun part about this podcast by not even submitting questions anymore. I mean, I can ask him. No,
0: I, I, I can g-chat him right now and see if he can send some.
1: Yeah, it's not. Nah, worth, nah, no, him. It's more fun to give him crap about it.
0: Yeah. Pete, the Cowboys like the are
1: not going to make the playoffs. No, yeah, that's a hot take. I I can't see it happening. I still don't. I, look, they beat the Redskins. They beat up the Redskins. I still don't think they're a good football team right now. And would it shock me to see the Giants beat them this week? Probably, but it's not out of the realm. So no, I say I say hot take.
0: Uh, Yeah, it probably is a hot take. But I feel like it's a question worth asking because the Cowboys are a hot-button team. Next up on Hot Take or Just Right, Pete Prisco, you will go first. And how about this? I will give a Nick Costos version of the question and then a modified Will Brinson version of the question. You ready? Pete, Hot Take or Just Right, the Green Bay Packers will win out at Cleveland this week. Then Aaron Rodgers back at Carolina, Minnesota, at Detroit, and make the playoffs as a wild card team at 10 and 6, and the Bobby Brinson version of the question, and win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers back in the lineup. <laughs> hot take or just right? Alright, your
1: part of it is just right. Really? His part of it is hot take. I, I think the Packers are winning out, and I think they're gonna get, because of what's going on in the NFC South, I think that's gonna get them in. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, look, once they get in, can they be a dangerous team come playoff time? Absolutely. But I don't see them with that team, even with Rodgers on the field, going to Philly and winning. Uh, I just don't, I think they, you know, so no, I, I say your part is just right. Willie boy's part, hot take.
0: <laughs> Who do they play again? Nick? Who's, who's um, the, who's the, at, schedule? At, Cle- at Cleveland this week, They're four point favorites in that game. Last I checked. Yeah. Then feasibly you get Rodgers back in Week 15 at yeah. the Carolina Panthers, home mm. against the Minnesota Vikings, and then close out the season at the Detroit Lions.
2: They're not going to playoffs. They're, They're going, going to not lose on the playoffs teams. They're going to lose Carolina and Minnesota back to back weeks against those defenses.
1: But nine and seven yeah, can almost get Central you Maryland. in too, can it?
0: What's that? Nine and seven ain't getting you in because the, there are two teams already at eight in the wildcard picture: Carolina and Seattle. They're
1: going to need ten. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. They're not going to get in. They're going to lose one of those
0: games. They're going to come up. Plus, a here's the other thing: we don't problem.
1: know what Rodgers is going to be like when he gets back
0: either.
2: And I wonder too about a letdown. Like, the, okay, well, we survived. We tread water. You know what I mean? We we stayed above 500 without him. Now he's going to come in and just be our savior. Like I, I don't. I mean, and look, I he's wouldn't bet against him it. because
0: yeah, he's good enough yeah, to make. He, it happen.
2: He, I mean, because yeah, because he's really he's been their messiah for about four years now. That that roster ain't what people think it is either, but. Uh, can he do it? Coming in cold, missing two months of the season with everything in the balance, he, he could be that hero. I mean, if he does that, is he the MVP? He's got to at least be in the equation, no?
0: If, if they if the
2: run that three, gauntlet, there's a chance. like if he plays as well he as he's him. ever played, and they run that gauntlet and they get into the playoffs, he's he's in the he, he, he's in the conversation, no?
0: In the conversation, but I don't think he
2: would win it. Yeah, no. I don't think he gets it, but I, 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 he's in the conversation. So Pete, real quick, he's... before we move to the next one. So if I'm to read you right, the way you gave the answer to this, are your Atlanta Falcons not making the postseason?
1: Well, they might not. No. Why are they your, my Atlanta your Falcons? Packers I could answer.
2: Seem to me to indicate some wow. concern about perennial MVP Matt Ryan. Taking his team to the promised land. Well
1: they haven't thrown for three hundred over two hundred yards in two of the last three games. There's naturally there's mm. a concern.
0: Jason, why mm. do you think that is?
2: Oh, I don't know. Because maybe they're just not that good. Because
1: they don't have Russell Wilson. If they had Russell Wilson, they'd be going to the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, hey, ready? But, special, edition take, special edition of Hot take. Special Edition of Hot Taker just Right. Russell Wilson is the NFL MVP this year. Jason Lock for it first.
2: He's in the top three. Yes. I'll say hot take that you're, you're giving it to him. But I've been crunching the numbers because, believe it or not, I'm going to write about Russell on Wednesday, Pete. It's going to be my midweek column. Well,
1: because well, um, I wrote about him leading into the, my, my power rankings today. So um, I, I said he's number two in the MVP voting right now.
2: He, he's right there. Listen to, this, listen to Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter this season, guys. QB rating 134.1, first in the NFL. He's sixth in attempts. He's completing uh, 70% of his passes. That's second to only Breeze. He's thrown for over 1,000 yards in the fourth quarter alone this season. That's first in the NFL. His fourth quarter TD to interception ratio, 15 to 1, best in the NFL. He's only been sacked twice on 114 attempts all season in the fourth quarter. This for a guy who the other three quarters of the game is sacked about 9% of the time because we know he hasn't had an offensive line. Seattle Seahawks. Fourth quarter scoring differential, plus 58, second in the NFL. This guy, when it matters, when it's money time, and he's got nothing around him. Let's just be real. Well, no, no, no,
1: no, wait a second. His line stinks, but he's got Doug Baldwin. His line
2: stinks, and they have not been able to run the football. I'll give you that, but Doug Baldwin is a good receiver. He's got Baldwin and he's got Jimmy Graham, but he's got no offensive line and no run game. 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Russell Wilson in his career in December. 23 games in December, complete 65% of his passes for 8.22 yards per attempt, big boy football, 46 touchdowns, 15 picks, QB rating of 104. He's got a gauntlet coming up, right? He beat the Eagles at Jacksonville versus the Rams at Dallas versus Arizona. If he keeps this up, if he does this against Jacksonville's defense and then beats the Rams and wins that division, Maybe you want to give it to Brady or Wentz and not him, but he should damn sure merit just as much consideration. No, he's in
1: the conversation. Even I said that. I mean, I, I, Pete, I,
0: I think you lose this one, Pete. Like, I think he's, he's got a freak enough of nature. to where you lose. How could you and give no, it
1: over? Wait, right now, as is right now. How could you possibly give him the MVP over Tom Brady, who's better well, in every statistical that. category and his team has a better record? How could you give but it to him?
0: He's not saying that right now. He's saying that Russ has got to win the division if it's going to happen.
2: If Russ look, I gave you his career December numbers. If he has another Russell Wilson December, and it already just started, right? He played the first December game. And today. he threw for
1: what, 230 yards in that game? I mean, you guys are praising a guy for, it's the way he does it. <laughs> he, look, he, if he, you listen, didn't see he, the game. Listen, Look, if you didn't see the game... He
0: was awesome in that game. We watched it. He was tremendous. Right, but why was he tremendous? Play after play play
2: when they need it. I mean, come on, man. No, look, I gave him a lot of credit in that game. I put him number two. That's not good enough? Number two in the MVP voting? No, I'm proud of you. You're starting to see the light. I'm just saying, if he has another Russell Wilson December, and they win that division, he may be it. I would still probably give it to Brady because... I mean, I across know he's been the in that board, great numbers and are... coaches and continuity. He's forty freaking years old. I mean, it is that is ridiculous. But Russell and Wentz. I mean, they're all, that's the three. Those three are. That's it. I mean, that's the discussion.
0: So, Pete, um, at this point now, December year of our Lord, two thousand seventeen. After the way this season has gone, you need to win one game to save your life in a hypothetical scenario. Is your quarterback Russell Wilson? Or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan.
1: I'm not wavering Oh, you're such a fraud. Matt Ryan.
2: I'm not wavering (laughs) you. You're (laughs)
0: such a fraud. Okay. I just – Well, the guy was the MVP a a year
2: ago, by the way. Uh, Yeah. He can win one way. Russell Wilson can win ten different ways.
1: Well, Russell Wilson – Next up. Does amazing things with his legs. I'm going to give you that. And he keeps his head up, so there's no denying that. He's the best – He might be the best since Fran Tarkington at doing that.
0: JLC, first crack on this one. Hot take or just right? The AFC South gonna looks like we'll send two teams to the playoffs: the Jaguars and Titans. Remains to be seen who will win the division and who will be the wild card team. Hot take or just right? Neither team will win a game in the postseason.
2: I'll tell you who's definitely the Tennessee Titans still have a negative scoring difference. They're bad. They are the worst eight and four team I've ever seen in my life. Every week I watch them, and I, I and you guys know I've never been high on them. And I'm like, at halftime, I'm sitting there like. this this is – they make me want to vomit on my shoes. And then they find a way to beat Indianapolis or beat Cleveland or, you know, survive whoever they want to – you know, because they don't play anybody. And I guess nobody does, but whatever. They're not winning a playoff game. Marcus Mariota, he's not – I used to say he's kind of plateaued. He's trending downward. I mean, their numbers look a little better because they had that BS 80-yard backdoor cover run, you know, from Henry at the end they have every week they go into the half with like a hundred yards passing i mean it's it's a joke it's a joke. Delaney Walker will make two play they will turn two nothing plays into something to keep them alive against a really bad team and for the other fifty eight minutes that passing offense is hot garbage, and the defense is just so so they're not winning a game. Jacksonville's defense may be enough to, to win them a game depending on what the matchup is so I don't know. It's probably not totally hot takey because I think Jacksonville is much more legitimate than Tennessee. I mean, the Houston Texans have a better scoring differential than the Tennessee Titans, and the Texans are 4-8. No,
0: oh, that's because they had those Deshaun Watson games, and they beat Tennessee 57-14 with Watson. So like, that has a lot to do with it. But your, your point is still valid. I think the Titans stink, so I'm 100% with you. Pete, hot take or just right, neither AFC South team will win a game in January. That's...
1: Um Probably just right. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Although it, it depends on Jacksonville's matchup. If Jacksonville's the five seed and they got to play the Chargers and out there, they're not beating the Chargers out there. If they play the Chiefs, they'll beat the Chiefs. So it just depends on the matchup. Uh, by the way, you mentioned Mariota. He's got ten touchdown passes and eight eight picks or seven. He's points. getting
0: a pass, right? He, it's unreal. No one talks about. It. He does nothing.
2: Correction: mean, ten and twelve. Watch the game last week. He had two throws to Delaney Walker. And the rest of the game was unwatchable. I'm yeah. like ten and twelve, by like the way, not ten Flacco. and
1: seven. He's got worse stats than Bortles does.
2: Ten, dude. Tennessee can't win that division. They Jacksonville and Tennessee play again, right? Uh, week seven, seventeen.
0: In the yeah, music section, Ch-
2: Jacksonville's got to win that division. If Tennessee ends up winning like eleven games and winning that division, I'll start looking up the. Worst I think they're going to lose teams this week at division. Arizona. I think every week they're going to lose, Me too. and they pretty much. I mean. The Texans outplayed them. I mean, the Texans were the better team.
1: They should have lost to the Colts a couple weeks play. ago. There was a
2: big missed field goal. Yeah, they should have lost to the Savage Colts. Savage threw a late pick, but if you if you if you watch that film, Tom Savage looks like twice the quarterback of Marcus. Mariota. I agree. I'm sorry.
1: I agree. They should have lost to the Colts two weeks ago when Marlon Max. They should. They
2: were they were losing until a big busted play late in the second half, and then they do just enough to win. Which is, I mean, that's that's all fine and dandy, but let's not pretend. They're developing that quarterback, or they're doing some exotic smash-mouth stuff that other people can't catch on to. I mean, they're they're winning games, and and Godspeed, but I don't buy what they're selling. All
0: right, let's, uh, let's breeze through this here. We're almost at an hour, so we want to get out of here under 60 minutes, so final two. And for the AFC West fans, there's a lot going on in your division. We will hit... You guys hot and heavy coming up on the Picks Pod coming up. We know we got the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers all tied atop the division. We did a lot on Sunday night on those three teams. Everyone likes the Chargers. We know the Chiefs are falling, and no one buys the Raiders. So, AFC West fans, we will talk about your team coming up a little later this week when we make our picks for Week 14. But final two, hot take or just right. Let's try and breeze and get out of here in the next five minutes. Hot take or just right, Jason La Fora. There will be at least eight head coaching vacancies following the conclusion of this season. And I've got all the teams that I think could potentially go that way, and I can read them off to you if you'd like.
2: At least eight. As it stands today, the ones I think are definite. Tampa, Chicago, Indy, Denver, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and the Giants. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, yeah, there's going to be eight. So that's seven right there. And then you've got Houston. You've got whatever Bruce decides in Arizona. Um, there's usually one that comes out of nowhere. I think eight is a just right number to set the over under for coaching.
1: Yeah, and I would take the over. I think it's going over. I, you know, it, me it's too. going to be it's going to be um, bad this year.
0: Qu- question for both of you guys here. I'm going to give you two names. You tell me if you think your gut reaction this coach stays or goes. And obviously, it depends on what's going to happen the final four weeks here. But let's envision a scenario where the Cowboys finish seven and nine. Could Jason Garrett be on the way out in Dallas?
1: Yes.
2: Could he be? Possibly. I I don't think so. I don't think that they'll go that route. Um, Jerry likes having him there. He's the path of least resistance. He doesn't put up any fights about anything. Jerry does whatever he wants to do, says whatever he wants to do, runs into the locker room whenever he wants to run in the locker room, storms the sidelines whenever he wants to storm the sidelines, picks fights in the media, picks fights with his players, talks about protest even though nobody on the team is protesting. And Jason Garrett doesn't say boo. He he knows what it's like to have a strong-willed coach there. He don't want that anymore. So what's he going to do? Go have a coaching search to hire somebody who he wants to act just like Jason Garrett acts? I I mean, if they're having a tough year. The suspension thing's been hanging over him all year. I think Jerry's ire is much more directed at Park Avenue than it is, you know, what's going on in his training facility in Arlington or whatever. I, I um no, I I don't I don't think Jason. I mean, I, I don't I don't think Jason
0: Garrettson. No, There's I think you made. I, I think you made some good points there, <laughs> like, Jason. Who's he going to hire? I, Pat Shermer?
2: You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not going to bring in Harbaugh or Gruden because he don't want that. So then, like Josh McDaniels isn't going there. Like just start doing the math. Like who's he going to hire? Jim Schwartz? Like eh, just roll with Jason Garrett. What's the difference? Like I, I, I just, you know, if there was a guy, like everyone's always talked about Sean Payton, you know, and how they're close and everything, and Sean used to work. Yeah, well, Sean's winning a freaking division, so you know. What, now you want to go trade a, a first round pick for Sean Payton? You, you'll probably get. Tom Benson's attention, but short of that, what's he going to do?
0: And, uh, and last one, I mean, come on. Last one, who I think is kind of intriguing um, that we haven't not talked about yet. How about Jay Gruden if things go south the last four games of the season with the Redskins?
2: I mean, if they totally fall apart, I mean, I, I, I could see a case. Maybe the injuries, but the
1: injuries will do. Will keep them
2: uh, all. The, all those and, and they've been competitive, you know, yeah. by and large. And look, he, his his. The big question about Jay Gruden is, is this offense sustainable with all the cogs they lost and with McVay leaving the building? Yeah, it's been sustainable. And the defense, when they've had any sort of a fighting chance, talent-wise, because of injuries, has been better than I thought it was going to be. So, you know, they fired their GM. They've had a lot of turmoil there. It was a year of transition. You know, the Eagles turned out to be a juggernaut, and the Redskins have had horrendous luck with injuries. And they just gave Gruden an extension at the Combine last year. I... I'd be surprised if Dan Snyder eats that kind of money to then go out and do a coaching search. I I don't, I don't see it. I don't think Bruce Allen wants that, you know. But look, if they lose, you know, thirty-five nothing the rest of the year, then obviously all bets are off.
1: I I think he stays because of the injuries.
0: I could definitely see it happening and our last hot take or just right. And I'm going to try and find the person who sent this to us. We have one of our great listeners tweets um Will and I constantly with hot take or just right. Oh, here it is. I found it. It's from our guy Clarence Yi, uh one of one of our great listeners who tweets us all the time with hot take or just right. Um so he sent this one, so and Will said we use it on the podcast cuz I really liked it. So I want to give credit to our guy Clarence Yee on Twitter for tossing this question out there. Last one. Hot take or just right? Pete Prisco. The Minnesota Vikings. Will become the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Hot take, or just right?
1: Boy, that that's that's a tough one because I think it's definitely possible. I, you guys know I'm a Case Keenum guy. I think the guy has. Uh, been one of the. I mean, think about it. He beat the MVP last week. If he goes to Carolina yeah. this week, he'll beat the 2015 MVP in successive weeks. For a guy, and he had five incompletions in the game. He didn't put up gaudy numbers, but he like Russell Wilson. He keeps his head up when he moves, and he can throw. Um, yeah, they can win it. Yeah, I'm going to say that's not a hot day. I think they might be just right.
2: I, I'm with you on Keenum. I've been banging the drum for them to sign him to an extension since the bye week, and now they've cost themselves a ton of money, and they may just have to franchise him. I contend (laughs) he's one of the five or six real candidates for an offensive player of the year type award. I mean, where would they be without him, given what he walked into when Bradford went down and and everything they'd been through with Bridgewater? And he truly did save their season, and he's making big boy plays. He only threw back-to-back incompletions once in that game. It happened 12 minutes in, and that was it. In the second half, he was 13-13. of And again, making not just drop-offs and check-downs to the running backs either – But nobody's ever done it. You know the odds are against it. They're, boy, they're gonna. You know we're gonna have to play some tough teams, week after week after week in the postseason. It's not. It's not as. It's 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 not a Brinson hot take by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's not a scalding take. But I'd have to take the field against the Vikings. I think in the NFC.
0: And uh, and last thing before we get out of here, because people won't hear us again until Friday with our official picks for Week 14, we'll tweet them out also. So check our Twitter accounts at Jason Luckinfora, at Prisco CBS, at Will Brinson, me, at the Costos. Um, pick a winner Thursday night football Saints and Falcons. Pete.
1: I'm picking the Falcons. I think this is I, – I, by the way, if you're a fantasy player, I think this is going to be a fun day for you because I think it's going to be like the old-school Falcons-Saints games. I think you're going to see the uh, Breeze and, and Ryan both throwing a lot of passes and, and screen passes to Kamara is going to have another big day. A lot of points, but I, I think the Falcons will find a way to win the game. Desperation. They're that desperate. That
2: makes me – I'm glad to hear that, Pete. That makes me feel even better about my pick of the Saints. The <laughs> um, Saints are a better team. Saints will prove to be a better team. Saints are more diverse offense. Uh, Saints have something special going, and uh, I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to slow down their rushing attack. And then that's going to open
1: Julio, up for Julio. Reason. Julio, it's a Julio game.
2: Oh, uh, let's see if Latimore back. Man. Well, if let's he's not, it's a clear
1: Julio game. I don't care if if he is back. I still think it's a Julio game. It wasn't last week. I'm
0: going uh, to roll with Jason Lock in four, and take my Saints to go into Atlanta and win on Thursday Night Football. That does it for the midweek edition of the Pick 6 Podcast. For Jason Lock and 4 and Pete Prisco, I'm Nick Costos. We will catch you on Friday. Picks against the spread for Week 14.